0: The Enchanted Ears Podcast.
1: Where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe. Uh, Angela has a bit of of a sore throat today, but... (laughs) Second week back at school, the kids have gotten me sick already. But like any great professional athlete... The show must go on. Yes, playing playing through the pain. You know, this is a... uh, You know, when you're a podcaster, your throat is your instrument. And you have to take really good care of it. (laughs) So, whenever uh, you kind of lose your voice a little bit, it becomes tough.
0: So I have my lemon juice right here, right beside us. I'm
1: carrying the show this week. so <laughs> Jumping into Disney news, one thing we didn't talk about last week on our D23 episode, one thing Disney announced was that they're going to be opening up Disney stores within Target stores.
0: And when I found this out, I did a little happy dance. Yeah, you're
1: very excited. So they're going to be opening up in 25 Target stores. And
0: unfortunately, there's not one that close to us. Yeah, so
1: it's very limited. But they did say that if that goes well, there'll be potentially an additional 40 more. And then I have to imagine from there, it'll grow. I think it makes a lot of sense. I mean, Target already kind of sells Disney merchandise as it is. So now it's just going to be a dedicated mini Disney store with inside Target.
0: Right. I'm actually curious who else they entertain doing this with because I find that Disney... or um. Target does have some Disney stuff in their stores, but I find that the store that I, whenever I go there and I see a lot of Disney stuff, it's usually Kohl's. Kohl's usually carries a lot of really good Disney stuff in their store. So I'm I'm curious if they ever entertain that deal with Kohl's.
1: Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure, but I think Target makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah, it does. And it's more
0: widespread than a Kohl's, I think. Yeah,
1: I mean, the, the demographics overlap. I know a lot of people buy Disney gift cards at Target because you can get 5% off with your red card. And so essentially you're saving 5% on your Disney trip. You know, So I think a lot, a lot of people do that. Um, so I think Did, it have we that done makes that? a lot of sense.
0: I don't feel like we've done that. That's pretty smart.
1: The other thing, so this week, Disney re-released the original animated version of Aladdin on, on Blu-ray. So uh, the Disney Instagram had a little... Uh, Aladdin quiz. I took it, failed miserably. So, I'm going (laughs) to quiz you though here. All right. So, there's three questions. So, the first one is How many golden camels does Prince Ali have? So, this is multiple choice 32, 50, 75, Mm. or 89. And you can play along if you're listening. Oh, my gosh. So, take a guess.
0: I'm listening. I'm trying to think of, because it's in the song. You have dinner and golden candles. Wait. what are my choices again,
1: real quick? Um, 32, 50, 75, or 89? 75. Correct. Boom. All right. All right. Next question. Which Disney character makes a cameo appearance in the Sultan's Toy Tower? Simba, Beast, Scar, right? Flounder, or Pumbaa? Oh. Uh, Scar is not an option. Okay. Wait. Hang on. What? It was Simba, Beast, flounder or pumbaa in in the sultan's in what toy tower um so he has this little tower of like little figurines little toys let take ooh, a guess yeah, I was
0: say, this is just a uh, educated guess i'm gonna say flounder
1: incorrect that's what i said it was actually beast oh that was my. You're not doing guess. too bad all right uh last one so what game does genie play with carpet is it chess cards checkers or hopscotch
0: I feel like it's chess. Cause I feel like I remember seeing him, that is correct. the carpet moving the pieces. That is
1: correct. Great job. So you got two out of three. All Very right. Good. Like I said, I failed miserably 66%. Yeah. So you, so you did pretty good. Uh, the last thing I wanted to bring up is we talked about last week, the star Wars hotel. It has a name now, the galactic cruiser. And we talked about how it's rumored to cost like $3,000 a person to stay there. So I posted as a poll on our Facebook page at Enchanted Years Podcast, would you pay that (laughs) much money to stay there? And only 20%, roughly 20% of the people responding said they would pay that amount of money. Everybody else said no way. I'm not Mm -hmm. paying that. It's way too much. So one, I don't think that's surprising because I think Disney realizes this is a very niche audience of a of a niche audience. So one, you have to be a Star Wars fan. Right. And then two, you have to be one of kind of the ultra wealthy people visiting Disney World, which there are some, I mean, they have some of these, we've talked about these VIP experiences that, that you can pay for that are, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars a day to get, uh, you know, a private tour guide and, and things like that. So it's kind of an overlap of those two niche audiences.
0: Or people who are willing to, you know, go without so they could save to do
1: this. Exactly. Because it's, it's a two-night experience too. It's a very limited thing. So you're paying a and lot of money.
0: You are exclusively staying there, right? Like Correct. you're not really going to the parks Correct. and stuff. So yeah, yeah, you're also kind of set segmenting part of your trip out just to stay in whatever like that small sector of Disney.
1: Exactly. So I, I'm not kind of surprised with it, but I think it it shows that Disney has the right approach though by building a very small hotel. I mean the the rumor is there's only going to be 50 to 100 rooms maximum in this thing. So if they only have 15 or 20% of their potential guests, let's say, you know, in my very unscientific polling here, let's say, you know, that kind of counts for the population. They really, that's all they need because they're only going to be able to take two to 300 people at a time anyway. So they don't necessarily need a huge number of people to want to do this. So I think Disney is on the right track with building like a very small boutique hotel, because the demand isn't there for hundreds of thousands of people. But I also think the high price tag allows them to do what should be some really interesting and unique experiences, because they are charging such a high amount. So they're able to put kind of a lot of money into it. They'll have, you know, a lot of cast members there interacting with you and things. So I, so yeah, so I think, you know, it was interesting. I'm not kind of surprised by the results uh, and I think Disney is, is kind of expecting that. Yeah, exactly. yeah so this week kind of wanted to discuss dealing with hurricanes at right. Disney World. So Hurricane Dorian just went through this past week you know hope it seems like it, it kind of missed um, Florida. it hit kind of in the Carolinas not as bad I think as it could have been. it really hit the Bahamas. so hopefully everybody's doing well anybody that that was impacted by it. Um, but it's a very common thing in Florida to have hurricanes come through. So I think...
0: So it's a, it's a reasonable idea to think, what does Disney do when they have this threat looming over them? What, what are, what's their protocol?
1: Yeah, because honestly, this time of year is actually a very slow time to go. You know, the, the crowds aren't as high, but you have that threat of a hurricane could potentially impact your trip at any point. So you might be hesitant to book in this time because, you know, who knows? What if a hurricane comes through and, and kind of ruins your trip? So it's like it's that trade-off of do I want to go now when the crowds are low and maybe I want to go to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween party or food and wine? But on the flip side, what if a hurricane hits? You know, like like mm-hmm. this kind of came through. Um, so I thought, you know, it'd just be a, a good kind of thing for um, a trip planning or just kind of knowledge because I really didn't know – what Disney's kind of policies were on this or, or how they handled these weather events as well. So I guess the first thing is just kind of Disney's official policy on hurricanes is if there's a hurricane warning issued within seven days of your trip, either in Florida or the area that you're coming from. So I guess, you know, if you're in the south, and it was maybe something going to hit the gulf, you can actually call and cancel your trip for a full refund, or you can reschedule for another time, uh, and you won't pay any sort of rescheduling fees or anything. The only caveat with that is they can't guarantee that you'll get the same hotel accommodation, which I think makes sense, and they can't guarantee you'll get the same discount. So if you book in September and you get you know, a special discount then and you want to rebook for next May, they can't guarantee you're going to get the same discounts available then. But I think it's you know that's it's pretty nice. So you can you can kind of book with confidence knowing that if something would come up, you have that flexibility to cancel free of charge. The only thing you have to worry about is like airfare or something if you booked outside of of Disney. For Dorian, the park did close early, uh, just one day and that was it. But if the park does happen to close, you know, Disney will refund you for your ticket i believe there was a mickey's not so scary um halloween party scheduled for the day that did close early so all of those people were given a ticket to attend any other night um for mickey's halloween party or i believe you can attend any other holiday party so if you want if you rescheduled and came back at christmas you could use that ticket there as well that's nice yeah, so Disney definitely, they will close attractions, or if it gets bad enough, they do close the parks. The only time they've ever closed a park two consecutive days uh, was for Hurricane Irma in 2017. So it was the first time ever that they had two consecutive days of closure. And even this year with Dorian, I think they closed like two or three. So they had a half a day of operations.
0: So even though those people got that half a day, and then they still get another day basically to replace that?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure how that works. If the parks open a partial day, I know that people that had tickets for the Halloween party, were got a ticket for another night. But I'm not sure as far as the theme park goes, if they did any sort of refunding for that since they were open for? I feel
0: like they would because they're the Disney. They can afford it. And even like our local theme park, when they have that kind of thing happen where they have to close for part of the day, they will give you a ticket to come back another day. So, yeah. So it's, I, it just seems like if our local theme park, which isn't as well run as Disney is, does that, then probably Disney does it too.
1: Yeah, I would have to imagine. Like I said, I mean, with their policy of, you know, if there's anything within seven days, you can cancel or reschedule. If the park closes, they give you your ticket. Yeah, I'd have to imagine they they do something if they close early as, as a partial day as well. So so if you happen to be there when there's a hurricane coming uh, or tropical storm or anything and the park does happen to close, the kind of downside of that is you're basically stuck in your hotel room.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, they, they kind of, um, you know, not only do they close the parks, but... They'll pull down decorations. A lot of the construction, um, you know, where they have tarps up over the fences so you can't see. They'll bring those down.
0: And by they, you mean the cast members. Yeah. They actually set the cast members out to do this before the storm will hit, so that the decorations and things don't get damaged or end up becoming litter, basically, because they can be blown all over the place. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Anything that can blow away, they preemptively take down. And they actually have, they call it the ride out crew. And so the cast members can sign up for that. Ride or die. (laughs) Well, that's, I don't know about that, but, but they, yeah, they essentially sign up to ride out the hurricane with the guests at the park. And so they essentially stay there the whole time. So Disney provides accommodations for them and, you know, um, you know, food and accommodations because essentially they don't go home. I mean, they kind of just stay there at the park the whole time because it could be potentially dangerous out there. Right. You know, they don't want, Disney doesn't want them traveling. They take guest safety and cast member safety, you know, into account. So, but that's what they call themselves, the ride out crews. Yeah. So they're, they're kind of, you know, preempting for this, anything that could potentially blow away, be damaged, cause issues. Um, you know, I saw online when I was looking up for this episode, they have signs at some of the, it was a sign at one of the hotels that said, please keep all doors closed. You know, don't open your doors to balconies, you know, they, they keep the, the front doors closed from just I think, you know, opening and closing. They don't want people going in and out a lot because when there's high winds, if the doors open, the winds can blow in, the rains can blow in, there can be issues. So they so they do that to kind of, you know, keep people safe and also try to preempt yeah. any sort of damage. I mean, it's
0: basically the exact same as the one episode of Jane the Virgin when uh when a hurricane strikes strikes and they close down the Marbella bella. There you go. So, so if you just know, if watch you're familiar, Jane the Virgin. Yeah, just watch Jane the Virgin. You know, that's that's just an overall suggestion from me. It's important it's, enough for me to to fight through my sore throat to tell you. Watch Jane the
1: Virgin. Great show. So it's, yeah, so it's exactly like that. <laughs> so. But yeah, so, so they do this. and And so you're kind of, I mean, trapped in the hotel because they don't want you leaving, you know, especially if it gets really bad out. But Disney you know, does their best to kind of keep the magic alive, even mm-hmm. if you're stuck in your hotel room, which is good. I mean, they kind of understand, hey, it's not the ideal experience. You're there to be in the theme parks and and ride the attractions and, you know, see different characters and everything. And they understand, hey, you can't do that. So, you know, they they go kind of above and beyond that. They have the cast members that stay there the whole time, that ride out crew. Right. Um, and, the, you know, they do kind of little special and even, things.
0: And even in your room, they offer free Disney movies like they did this during Irma. So they offer offered free Disney movies in order to kind of make up for the fact that, you know, you're stuck inside. So it gives you something to do if you're there with your children or there by yourself. And you're like, man, I'm bored. I'm in Disney and I want to do Disney things. Well, you can at least watch the movies. And it doesn't cost you anything extra. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, any, any of that stuff it was was free inside. In a couple months, I'm sure they'll just have Disney Plus streaming. <laughs> and you yeah. can just use that. You know, the other thing I saw and that happens a lot is they bring out characters. And they bring out a lot of, like, rarely seen characters. So it's not just necessarily Mickey and Minnie coming out and greeting guests at the hotel. Oh, um, wow. But they have some of, like, the country bears coming out and... Mm-hmm. Um, just different, like like rarer characters, ones that you don't typically see in the park or that come out very often. They'll bring them out,
0: uh, and then as, it makes it special. Yeah,
1: it's kind of like a special treat because these wouldn't be people that you would see normally, you know. And just to kind of keep people entertained, but they do have Mickey and Minnie and people come out. So you know, they try to play games in the lobby. They have characters. They give you the free movies. You know, they kind of do all of this stuff. Yeah, exactly to make it special and so. You know your kids are, aren't also focusing on the storm outside because it it would be very frightening, for a child to kind of I think, have to be there if a hurricane's going on outside with I the can't rain. I can imagine and the, storm. Yeah. the
0: fits that the kids are pro- probably throw, knowing that they can't be out in Disney because I would be throwing a fit in my hotel room and I'm. Thirty, almost thirty-one. I was to say
1: I would be I would be a frightened to be down there if a hurricane was coming through if it was really bad. Right. So yeah, so I can only imagine a child. So it's really nice that Disney does this and they provide a lot of options to kind of help take the kids and even the parents to some extent mind off of things of of the storm that's coming through. And again, you know, for the most part, these storms are kind of like a one day thing. So it's not, you know, thankfully, you know, nothing too serious. Again, Irma was. The parks were closed for two days, but that yeah. was the first time It depends ever, on how, so. fla-
0: how fast they're moving. But most of them move through pretty quickly.
1: Right, exactly. And thankfully, again, not a ton of damage, at least in in Orlando. I mean, you know, it's right. yeah. hurricanes Bahamas can definitely do a lot, a lot of damage. So, yeah. and, and Disney, they also offer, they, they kind of stock up on food. So they have, you know, some different options. I s- saw some places where, like, it's a little bit cheaper. Like, they almost had, like, a box lunch. So it was kind of like a pre-made sandwich, some chips and a drink, and it was like five or six dollars. So it's a so little it's bit cheaper
0: cheap. than what they would normally give it to you for,
1: right? And it's not, and it's not necessarily the same stuff because, you know, again, it's they're not cooking all that food because they probably don't have enough to go through a day or two. If there's going to be a longer time, they bring in some other food because again, they're they're just trying to make it, I think, as easy as possible for you and kind of make you as you know as comfortable as you can be you know, in this time. So I think that that's kind of it. I mean, it's that's really you know, a quick overview of kind of how they handle it and and what it's like there. And again, I think it was an important topic to discuss because one, it seems like more and more hurricanes are coming through and threatening a
0: lot of natural disasters. And threatening Florida and things.
1: And, you know, like I said earlier, I mean, it's a slow time, and so it's a good time to go to Disney. Um, I mean, Galaxy's Edge was crowded when it opened, but because there was a threat of this hurricane, I saw a lot of people in the parks where there was nobody in the parks. Wait times were extremely low, and it's because there was a hurricane coming through, so people didn't want to go.
0: And when he says this again, uh, painting a picture, I wake up at like 7 o'clock in the morning or whatever, and he's already on his phone laying next to me on a weekend staring well, at I was the checking, Disney app, I was checking, looking at the ride time. I was
1: checking Galaxy's Edge times. Yeah. So I wanted, I wanted to see how the, how the opening went. I
0: wanted to like, I like rolled over and I think I might've said, are you for real right
1: now? So I will say, quick, Last dedication, quick side note, quick side note, Galaxy's Edge in uh, Florida with the opening, people were lined up at 2.30 in the morning outside Hollywood Studios to get in. They opened the park early at 4.30 and within a couple minutes, um, smugglers run was a five-hour wait so it people came out in droves for the opening in in Florida because they could it wasn't a reservation after the first couple of days I mean it seems like the wait times have kind of settled around 40 minutes but again it's not very crowded in the whole park because again the hurricane was coming through it's a slow time um, so yeah so so Galaxy's does seem to do a little bit better in Florida so far than than in the California opening for crowd wise but but yeah, but just kind of going back to it. So now is a slower time. Kids are going back to school. It's fall. Disney offers a lot of deals to go now because it is slower. But then again, you know, a lot of people may be hesitant because it's hurricane season. I definitely am hesitant to go in this time period. I mean, we're going November, which is kind of like the tail end of hurricane season, and I kind of picked that because I didn't want to have the threat of like exactly what you know we had with Dorian of hurricanes, but you know after researching a little bit i'm i'm still not sure i would plan a trip in this time period but it is good to know that if you do plan something and there is a hurricane coming that you can cancel that trip and get a full refund so you're not you know tied in it 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 gives you a little bit more comfort in knowing okay i'm willing to take that risk of booking a trip knowing that if the risk comes to fruition and there is a hurricane. I can just cancel it, get my money back. I don't have to worry. It's not like I have to be like, we have to go still because I can't get my money back. and i already paid for it. So it is nice. It is nice to know that. And it is nice to know, you know, Disney make sure their guests and their cast members are safe when you're down there. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't expect anything different. They're a pretty high class company. So,
1: so, so I think that's it. Like again, Angela's playing hurt. (laughs) <laughs> it's not talking too much, so it's a little bit of a shorter episode this week. But I want to thank everybody for listening. If any of our listeners have been to Disney when there was a hurricane or a storm came through, um, and you kind of have some firsthand experience of how your experience was, you know, with with dealing, Disney dealing with that, what it was like, um, you know, we we'd love to hear that. You know, we kind of this is from what you know, I've read of Disney's policy or, you know, people's blogs on the internet about their experiences, how Disney handles it. Maybe somebody had a terrible experience down there, you know, want to share that we definitely would love to hear it. Or you know, maybe somebody had a great experience. And they'd like to, you know, share that as well. So you know, we, we'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions or anything, you can feel free to, to share those with us as well. You can do that on Facebook, we're at Enchanted Ears podcast, or on our uh, website, www.dot.enchantedearspodcast.dot.com/slash/podcast/question.
0: Also, because we're talking about Hort Hurricane Dorian real quick, the Bahamas has actually set up because the Bahamas got pretty slammed. So the Bahamas Disaster Relief Fund was set up by the Bahamian uh, Bohemian government. They are accepting some donations, and so is the American Red Cross. So if you you know if you feel compelled and you want to lend some help, you know go to, go to those websites and and you know you can donate there yeah definitely yeah <laughs> th-
1: thanks for listening and and that's a good point of um th- like we said you know it luckily it missed the united states for the most part but it did hit the bahamas pretty hard yeah. so if you'd like to donate to kind of help out that that's a great idea yeah i want to thank everybody for listening make sure you subscribe leave us a rating or a review if you like that anywhere you get your podcasts
0: thank you for lending us your ears
1: yeah thanks everybody i uh, will catch you here next monday have a great week